Hello everybody, I'm Leonardo and this is Meditasso Conversations. This time we're going to listen to a conversation between Lawrence Freeman and Miriam Angermar on the team The Arts of Meditation and Daidiri. This was part of Meditasso event held in Australia in July 2017. Miriam is an Aboriginal activist, educator and artist. The idea is a practice of stillness and deep listening, part of the Aboriginal culture for thousands of years. So let's listen to this conversation that was facilitated by Sarah Bachelard from WCCM Australia. Miriam Rose, I was wondering with Dadiri, is it, is it there's something that you do every day which is a, a practice at a certain time of day, or is Dadiri more like being in a state of awareness when you are in your daily life? It's who we are. That's what we're made up of. I suppose this has been taught for many thousands of years and it's in our blood. I thank God that that's happened because now Because there are people that are saying things to me, as in, teach me daddy. I can't. It's not a one day thing or a few minute thing. You have to actually live it. And daddy, when you look into the writing, it revolves around heaps of things, as in, deep listening, silent awareness, um, the spring within you, um, being in rhythm with the land, the nature, the universe. And people slowing down. They say the Northern Territory is a laid back place You come out into the bush, you're in blackfella time. <laughs> But why I say that is, you know, you might say, oh, the thing starts at, the church starts at five o'clock, and we turn up at half past five. You know, things like that. Not all the time, but. <laughs> that so sounds like island. <laughs> I think it's to do with technology has now come into play. But when I'm asking people to slow down and have some space <laughs> and, and appreciate where you are, appreciate the surroundings, the beaches, the sea, the waves, the stars, the moon. I was flying into Sydney the other night and I kept looking at the moon outside and uh, I remembered somebody saying, Tell me about the Aboriginal moon. <laughs> And I'm going, where is this person coming from? You know, there is no such thing as an Aboriginal moon. Anyway, 
it disappeared after a while because I was coming further and further away and it was going up, 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 that way. And um, so I answered the question and said, we only look at the phases of the different times that the moon has up in the sky. You know, when it first comes out, it's so small and gets bigger and bigger and then it disappears again. And um, in all of those times, it's, um, I suppose, it tells you different things are happening. And it's too with the tide and the water and the fish, that sort of thing. So, so going back to technology, I think that has come in and has now is playing a part. Like, um, how do I know what time it is? Sure, we've got mobiles now and watches, but I see the birds. Certain birds, birds fly from certain areas to roost, and that's the time if I'm out hunting, that's the time to pack up and go home. I say, come on kids, let's go, it's home time. So nature continuously talk to us, no matter where you are. So if it's very much connected with with nature, with the natural world. I mean, most people living in... I mean, how many people here could tell me what phase of the moon it is at the moment? Well, about, about a, a tenth. <laughs> All right? So, is that... And that's... Uh, does that mean... How do you live daddy-daddy-daddy in a city? That was the other question that people are always asking me. Do you still have daddy when you go to Sydney or Melbourne or Geelong or wherever? And I say, yeah. Oh, you do, yes, because you don't spend much time here. Mm. But what about people who are here 90% of their time and then go... You're asking me if yeah, this lot no, you, here, yeah, this no. lot here have done it. This lot, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have, it's just that there hasn't been awakening. Uh-huh, yeah. And today's the day. <laughs> <laughs> so wake up! <laughs> no, it was very good that when I walked outside to have a bite to eat, um, there had been some people approach me and say, thank you for today. Um, you've aroused something <laughs> within me, you know, and um, I'm grateful. Because, look, I've come a long way to talk to you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to give me something to take back with uh-huh. me. <laughs> but no, it's true, because you do need to slow down. You always have time to look at your mobile phone and text your friends and whatever, you know. Go to the beach. You've got a beautiful, you've got beautiful beaches. You've got beautiful rock areas where you can just sit and watch the waves roll in and out. There's a full moon coming on now. You can watch the moon come up. But um, they have it too, Father, but... Yeah, yeah. I think for the people that have come to our sessions today, there is something that's telling them that sure. they need to learn yeah. or, or hear more about how. Hmm. Yep. I think in the, you know, in the, 
I have a, a little sacred place that I go to called Bear Island, which is a little island in Bantry Bay in West Cork. And it's, uh, it's not uh, Daly River, but it's the equivalent of Daly River. And um, it's very interesting to see the, the different ways in which life is lived, of course, and how people see life and the things they observe. Or in the, and I feel this too on, when I'm on Bear Island compared to being in the city. And I think it, you also notice that it, it's difficult to make the transition if you spend a lot of time in the city and then you suddenly go into, you know, Daily River world or into a Didiri environment. Uh, it's the same with, with coffee. We were talking about coughing. Coughing, like <coughs> coughing, just now in meditation. At concerts, musical, con classical concerts, and in meditation sessions, people cough start coughing as soon as the music starts or as soon as the silence starts because the, the shock uh, really of coming into silence is, can be quite uh, intimidating I think you know. so the anyway, sorry. Would you like to say something Lawrence about in the meditation teaching the relationship between the practice of meditation, the twenty minutes twice a day, and contemplation, the, the space of awareness. Well, I think it, one way, maybe Miriam can con comment on this. Have you heard about, you know, you know about mindfulness, this mindfulness movement that's... So I think, so tell me what you think about this. It seems to me mindfulness which comes out of a great spiritual system, Buddhism, has been uh, extracted and for the purposes of modern urban people as a kind of an emergency measure to uh, slow them down, calm the mind, make them more aware in the present moment because the dis level of distraction and anxiety has become so great, so great that 400,000 people a year die in American hospitals because of avoidable errors, human errors. I mean, people being given the wrong medicine, wrong dosage, just mistakes people make because they are. And the safety expert for medicine in America told me um, that if they, med if, they, if they just meditated, uh, you know, the, the many more people would survive. So, anyway, so mindfulness, it seems to me, is, and, the, and the, the attractiveness of it as a, as a method for calming the mind and slowing down is an indication of how desperate things are becoming. We see it with children, we see it with... Executives, we see it with everybody. So, uh, but I think we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that it belongs to a, a broader 
understanding of spirituality, in which mindfulness methodologies, little techniques, are a preparation for meditation. And as I was saying, meditation is the way we accept the gift of contemplation, which is a gift. So there are sort of these three stages. I mean, they work together like a cycle. Um, and also, if you meditate, uh, then uh, mindfulness, being aware in the present moment, becomes a way of life. You just make fewer mistakes. You listen to what people are saying. You don't have to ask them to repeat something they've just said because you've been listening to what they were saying. So you, be you begin to be aware of it very quickly, and teachers in schools are aware that the children are able to pay attention better. So what would be interesting, yeah, so that's how I would see it. I think we, we need a certain discipline of meditation uh, because we're not living in Daly River or on Bear Island. So we need uh, a, a discipline integrated, a contemplative practice integrated into daily life. But, um, but, if, but if you're living in a truly contemplative, a truly peaceful place of equanimity, then it, 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 the need will be different. Yeah. I don't know, would you, does that make sense, Miriam? It's much quieter in the community that I live in. It's about, what, two and a half, three hours away from Darwin, southwest, and uh, compared to how you live here, it's very busy here. Mm. And you're able to have that space and time. Mm. Do people For use it, though, there? Yes, they do. They do. Um, not in the way that you describe, but they just go and do it naturally, as in, okay, pack up, let's go sit in the bush. And it's part of their hunting. Mm. So they can release yeah. the pressure, you know, the challenges that we have to face day in and day out with the service providers that are coming in and out what the government wants and all that sort of thing and just with what your people want in the community mm. especially me I'm gonna have to hire a bodyguard <laughs> no but <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm always looking for money at yeah. home for the foundation it's only what it's gonna be four years old in October the Miriam Rose Foundation, and it's uh, a foundation that's been started up for the children in my community to help them with their education, art, culture, and opportunities. <laughs> and um, with all the cars that park in front of my house, we were talking the other day, let's just put a parking meter there, you know? <laughs> I can get rich. <laughs> But um, you have to have a bodyguard to make sure they don't come and steal your daddy, daddy, So for me to release all of that pressure, um, 
Yeah, what I do you do? I can just disappear into the bush. And how long do you stay there when you go? You haven't got it, your watch it, with it, you, of course. No, so I, you. yeah. Huh? Um, I've got the sons and the birds that tell uh, me what time it is. So you stay, say, a few hours in what you... Yeah. Yeah. And just, you don't, wouldn't take Relax, a, you don't take a book with you? No. Your phone? What for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the bush. No, no. Not a, not a book. <laughs> we're having we're having a silent retreat this this week here in Sydney, <coughs> and uh, it will you know it's it's going to be a for most of the people there, you know, two hundred people, it's going to be very difficult for mo for for most of us to to do that, to just say, say oh I'm really looking forward to a beautiful retreat. Turning off the mobile phone is mm. sort of a major trauma. <laughs> and then, what am I going to do with all this free time in between the, mm -hmm. you know? Father, I have cultural connection to us. I've just had one last week. And I also have schools come and visit, mainly secondary schools from the various states and, uh, and territory. We've had kids from Canberra too. And they come on an immersion trip just to listen to what that is about. And it, uh, it's a tour that uh, you're probably used to where you have to pack your bag the night before to jump on a bus that's leaving at six or seven and to go to places and to be there at certain times, it's not that kind of tour. Yeah. So if you don't like it, don't come. But I'd love you to come. Anyway, mm. it's really frustrating for some of them mm. because we just do things whenever people are ready to go at bush mm. and have yarning circles by the river and... Um, what circles? Yarning circles. Yarning circles. Yeah. Yarning mean telling yarns. Talking. Yeah, talking, talking yeah. Um, circles and uh, it's all based on this deep listening, silent awareness, and um, um, slowing down, and um, uh, being aware of um, what's around you. And um, some people can't hack it, even the students. Yeah. They're controlled by yeah, yeah. the watch. Mm. And um, there were some older people that had come on a tour, and they were having the same difficulty. Uh, in they were pretty stressed, actually. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And the first thing that I ask the students when they come is, are you wired for sound? <laughs> and we wired. don't tell them what company we're on, under, like Telstra and Optus. So some of them come with Optus phone and they can't talk to anybody down back at home, you know? That sort of thing, and I said, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, it is, and you can see it. And, um, you know, when you talk to people about slowing down, um, yeah, it's those sort of things are always in their way, and um, if you're trying to find yourself and find your spirit, we've got layers and layers and layers of things on top of us that we've got to keep tearing off to try and find Lucas Acapulco, you know, mm. or, or Father Lawrence. What do you find with the young people in in your community? Do they do they um, do they get taken out of 
the community? Tragedy? Well, I mean, yes, but I mean, do, do they lose it? No. They don't, they stay with it. It's great. The whole community is their playground, and if I take a bush, mm. that's their playground. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I would say the same about. They don't kids. necessarily need toys. No. To um, entertain yeah. them. Yeah. They make do with whatever they find. Mm. And they hardly ever get bored. Yes. Yeah, that's true.